0: (laughs) all right what's up everybody and welcome to episode number 68 of uncovering unexplained mysteries for sunday october 15th 2017 i'm here with mike we are into october it's halloween does that do anything for you mike
1: yeah, not really. Not as much as it used to. Like when I was a kid, it'd be like, "Oh, trick or treating," and, and now I'm older, and I'm like, eh, "I don't really care about that. I could just buy candy and eat it my, myself. Like, what's what's the point?" Isn't that the sad uh,
0: realization as an yeah. adult when you when you when you see those bags of candy at Walmart for five bucks? It's like, dude, I could just. I could just buy this in one fell swoop and, like, yeah. d- annihilate the candy that I got as a kid, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and it, there's nothing sadder to me than grown men trick-or-treating. Like, that's just like, come on, man. I mean, unless you're with your kid. If you're not with your kid and you're, like, in your late 20s going around door-to-door, come on.
0: Uh, yeah, I have a little <laughs> confession to make. uh yeah i i totally like i remember specifically being like uh shit well i think i was like 19 years old still trick-or-treating dude
1: (laughs) that that's that's not as bad as like somebody in their late 20s doing it late
0: 20s like are you calling me out specifically i'm in my late 20s are you saying that well
1: so so am i i'm saying if somebody Okay, was like okay, twenty five. So may- maybe and I was, going I was. Out and doing trick or treating.
0: Okay, maybe I was trick or treating. Okay, you know what? What do you want from me? All right, maybe I did go to a few houses to get some candy.
1: It's okay. It just it just comes out, you know, across as a little bit sad to me. Also, desperate. I, you know I need, I need candy. Kind of um, like um, a. Um, <laughs> they can't afford to buy bags of candy or buy their own candy in the store. Or they, they just like to just mess around, yeah. stumble around town I mean, drunk off their ass in a just shitty costume they threw together. Okay, I think we think we got enough examples there.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad, like a uh, 29-year-old at a uh, high school dance. Um, oh, wait, no, that was me. <laughs> that was me yesterday. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what I did. I went and DJed a, uh, homecoming dance at a, uh, high school here in town, and, um... Oh, nothing makes you feel older and more irrelevant than, uh, going to a high school with a bunch of young, fresh faces in the crowd who have their whole fucking lives ahead of them. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> who,
0: who haven't made, uh, nearly the amount of, uh, mistakes and misdirections in their life. Um... Hey, there's my cell phone. Um, hello, cell phone. <laughs> hello, world. Um, yeah, but no, that was uh, that was me yesterday. Um, went and uh, DJed this high school homecoming dance, and I don't know, man. I always get like what I call the school dance hangover when I get done with these dances because they always leave me feeling so like sad and and, and nostalgic, like like. Like I didn't get to experience the fun, and you know, yeah, I
1: never went to the pr- went to prom, so that would be kind of that would be kind of rough to be on the outside looking in with that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and that's what you're doing. You're on the outside looking in. I'm I'm literally on the stage, you know, and I'm playing this music, but I'm like an outsider. No one's talking to me. No one's interacting with me. Not saying I want to talk and interact with 18 year olds or anything like that. But it's yeah. just sad in the sense that, like, I went to a stuffy-ass Christian school, and we didn't do... We didn't have dances. We didn't do anything like that. I didn't have a girlfriend. Girls were not uh-huh. interested in me back then, because I was
1: fat. Um, and yeah. I was too much of a nerd, and also, I just don't... I didn't know how to pick up on social cues, so I would not have even known if somebody was somebody was flirting with me or not anyway. So, it's one of those things where... It wasn't until later where girls were, like, kind of noticing me, and then I was kind of surprised, like, out of nowhere, just like, hey, Mike, oh, oh, hi, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, uh, I'm doing fine.
0: Mike, I want to, s- I would love to see you, like, Mac on a chick, just try to, just try to pick her up from the bar, be like, <laughs> hey, you like my creep show hat? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I got a show to show you later on. (laughs) Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) Mike's a fucking perv. (laughs) Dirty fingernails. I don't understand. I don't understand how you had problems picking up chicks. I've seen your... uh, Mike's been on YouTube for like 20 years, dude. Like, that's how long.
1: Not that long. it's Over 10. Over 10 years. He's been
0: on YouTube for a long ass time. If you go to Mike's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash communications. And you go back into his archives, he's got videos of himself like eight, nine years ago. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some of them like your hair's long and like you look like yeah. a completely different person. Uh-huh. Yeah. You look kind of debonair in some of them, I-, I I must say. You reminded me of uh, <laughs> like Brandon Lee or something from The Crow with the long hair and stuff. From- ah! <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see how he had trouble picking up women with that look.
1: <laughs> I, I was just kind of focused on other things but I still am it's just I, I need to get my shit together before I try to deal with somebody else
0: uh, well, I, I think my
1: chances would be better too because I'm still living with my mom I don't know how to drive it, I don't have any income <laughs> I have a little bit but not that much so it, it's it's one of those things where I just don't really feel that I can take that kind of responsibility right now.
0: Well, that's very mature of you, Mike. I mean, you could always go up to a chick and go, hey, I've got 11,000 YouTube subscribers. Does that turn you
1: on? (laughs) I have fun. (laughs) I think it's more than that now.
0: (laughs) Ah, well, fuck you. (laughs) I've only got like seven. I'm stuck at like 724 right now. It's weird. It took
1: me a while, okay? It took me a while to even get to this point where I got... Eleven thousand five hundred and thirty three subscribers. By the way,
0: Mike, do you ever promote our podcast on your YouTube channel?
1: No, but I can. Wow, what a douche. <laughs> yeah, you should. I did I did in the past. Remember, I posted entire episodes of the podcast when it was under the original title. So people do know about it on my channel. But I could do I can mention it on a vlog <laughs> if you want again. Yes. Do it in every video. I command you. <laughs> not in every video, but I'll I'll, I'll I'll name drop it in an upcoming... You see uh, this
0: shit, everybody? Video. Mike's fucking embarrassed of this podcast.
1: I'm not embarrassed of the podcast. It's just, do you name drop the podcast at the end of every video that you do on your channel?
0: Mike, look, we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about you. <laughs> You're... That's the same thing 11-year-old kids do when they're in trouble. Well, little Billy does it. Well, we're not talking about little Billy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Which I always thought was a bullshit point, because what if the other kid was doing the exact wrong thing you were doing, and the parent just goes, well, we're not talking about him. Well, why aren't we talking about him? Because he's doing (laughs) the same bullshit that you're accusing me of doing. (laughs) Be a better parent!
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's your brother. Like if it's it's you know, brother Billy's doing this, well we're not talking about Billy. It's like it's it's still your brother. Like it's your it's still a family member. That's really fucked up. Like we're not talking about Jimmy. We're talking about you, Billy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, this podcast is about unsolved mysteries, but before we get into the unsolved mysteries, um the show by the way, not just mysteries that are unsolved. It's a,
1: a fan Because a lot of them are solved, but yeah. some of them aren't. Yeah, which was
0: my mom's biggest complaint about the show, you know, because she knows how much I love the show, and she's like, I just don't like how none of them are solved at the end of the episode. It's... None of them? <laughs> well, she doesn't know. She doesn't watch the show. She's just going off the name Unsolved Mysteries, but she's like, <laughs> you know, none of them are solved, blah, blah, and, Um I And, and you know, that was, that was a valid point back in the day. Like, yeah. you, you were literally watching a show... Where at the where the end of the story didn't have an end,
1: and you don't get an update until the next week.
0: Yeah, if 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 you even get an update. Yeah. So I mean, it's a valid point. I would just still watch the shit out of it, update or not. I don't care. I fucking well, love mysteries. Well, yeah, because mysteries.
1: it is it's a great show, and also the unsolved mysteries make it even more mysterious and eerie because they're still unsolved. So there's something about that that just sticks with you
0: i think people that,
1: people who who don't
0: like unsolved mysteries because the mysteries aren't solved they're missing the point you know like yeah like that's like saying uh i don't like this song because i can't understand the lyrics well, Or are
1: saying i don't like america's most wanted because not every criminal gets caught <laughs> that's that's not what that's not how it works
0: <laughs> or like saying like no never mind i was gonna
1: what were you talking about? The vocals thing, lyrics. You don't understand the lyrics.
0: Oh no, I was gonna, I was gonna say, or that would be like saying you don't like this because of this. But I was gonna make, like make a really dirty joke. Um, oh no, and I, yeah. and I decided to keep it, keep it a little bit uh, highbrow, I guess.
1: PG thirteen.
0: Well, this this <laughs> shit definitely isn't PG thirteen because of all the swearing. But yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, no, I, I, that's another. note. I can't understand people uh, who are like, I don't like this song. You can't underst- even understand what he's saying. So what? You can still hear the music and the guitar. There's a
1: certain there's a certain there's some there's a point to that. No. Like that's, for example that's a stupid point. I don't think it is if the if the vocals are irritating and annoying and it's just a guy who sounds like he's deep throating the fucking microphone, then yeah, I do have an issue with that. <laughs> Aww, aw 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 <laughs> <laughs> Or he's or he sounds like he swallowed a bunch of fucking razor blades and then drank some Drano jeez man I, i'm not very... i'm not a fan of uh a lot of the death metal uh tracks or you know the the screamo shit i hate that oh well we're not personally. allowed to we're not
0: allowed to talk about this stuff because uh, according to one of the itunes reviews uh, i have adhd and uh i, I get too easily <laughs> distracted so i'm changing the subject too much right now they're 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 horrible to us, these iTunes reviewers. They're so mean. <laughs> they're so mean to me.
1: And Mike. It's
0: uh, you know, it's one
1: of those things where it's a trade-off. But anyway, um that's what happens when you put yourself out there on the internet in any capacity. You're gonna have people like that. Comes with the territory. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Some of these some of these other unsolved mysteries podcasts, good lord, I go on there and they got like all five stars every single time. I mean, granted, they only have a few reviews, but uh I guess we had a bunch of five stars when we first started out, but I think yeah. I think even from the beginning, though, people were like saying, like,
1: oh, I don't know about these two, I don't
0: know about these two guys here, the audio quality, yes, yes, the audio quality well, used to be Yeah,
1: high. and we, uh, to be honest, we kind of sucked at, at the start. Okay, uh, you know, honestly, I
0: heard the early episodes, and I would say that they're not too different than how we interact now as far as our conversation.
1: Yeah, but we don't talk over each other as much and I, I think we developed more a little bit more of a rapport as it went on and also it's more consistent. Rapport. That's yeah. some
0: dude's last name, man. Steve Rapport. It's
1: rap- Rapport.
0: Good lord. Developed a better rapport but a worse vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, it's true. Uh, we we but the chit chat and the getting distracted is still the exact same amount of irritating to people who don't like it. Uh, so before well, we, whatever before we get into the <laughs> mysteries you can like us on Facebook by going facebook.com/ uncovering unexplained mysteries and you can join our Facebook group which is totally worth it because there's stuff on there that I can't tell you about but it's cool. It's good stuff it's it's quintessential if you like uh, a certain show. Uh, And that's of the same name. You just go to groups and search Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. Um, And yes, if you want to contribute to us financially, you can go on Patreon.com slash Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. I'm trying to do a John Lovitz right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Acting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries, and uh, there's some perks. And we just had a new $5 joiner of the group and she gets her own story at some point in this podcast uh totally true story that she told me she did not want me to read it on the air but too bad it's gonna happen so uh yeah that's all the plugging now into the show proper
1: the uh first segment we're gonna talk about is of jesus uh a different different jesus though Uh, a bad jesus um uh Or Jesus. It's not not your own personal Jesus. No. Jesus Florentino Penalver. He's a drug cartel leader who ended up escaping an FBI sting operation. He uses the alias of surnames of Gomez, Gomez Adams, Partamena, and Brito. He is considered armed and very dangerous. When are they not? like is there ever like a whole sort he is considered armed and, and not very dangerous
0: he's considered armed and very docile <laughs> feel free to approach him and have an ice cream cone with him he's not a bad guy but he is armed
1: <laughs> so in the South American nation of Colombia, a life and death struggle has been raging for decades it's a battle over drugs and one that promises the victors both money and power here, drug cartels have made terrorism and political assassination a way of life. Their violent influence is felt around the world, especially in the United States. Special Agent William A. Gavin of the Miami, Florida FBI is quoted here. This is a great. This is a great quote too. So so great, I couldn't even say. Great. great. It's so great. It's great, mommy. <laughs> the cartels, the leaders of the cartels, the members of the cartels in South America. And the represent... Representatives... God, representatives. representatives! Representatives in the United States. Oh my shit.
0: <laughs> Let's retitle this episode, Josh and Mike Learn to Read. And pronounce <laughs> I'll just phonies. start over.
1: The cartels, the leaders of the cartels, a member of the cartels in South America, and the representatives in the United States are particularly vicious. There is no premium on human life. These people make the mafia look like Boy Scouts. They are totally violent... And they will kill almost for the sake of killing. I love that where he's like, they make the mafia look like Boy Scouts.
0: <laughs> That's kind of like one of those old cop things to say, like, yeah. this guy makes the other guy look like a little girl in pigtails.
1: <laughs> I love it. It was like, they are totally violent. Totally. 80% of the world's cocaine comes from Colombia, and the drug lords aim to keep it that way. To fight the cartels, the FBI initiated one of the riskiest sting operations in history, the impact of which is still felt today. During the late 1980s, drug runners were seeking out the latest communication devices, especially the ones that couldn't be traced. Seizing on this opportunity, FBI agents set up a small shop called RA Communications in Miami, Florida. A store specialized in electronics. The receptionist, Sandy, and the manager, Jay, were both highly trained FBI agents, According to Agent Gavin, the drug runners showed up, asking for the latest in car phones, ship-to-shore radios, beepers, remote phones, and airplane telecommunications devices. We did everything we could, could to provide them. By doing so, of course, we knew how they were operating. Okay.
0: <laughs> Alright, make no bones about that. That can be edited.
1: <laughs> we did everything we could to provide them. By, do- by so doing, of course, we knew how they were operating. We knew what frequencies they were operating on, and it gave us the leg up. Word on the street was that RA Communications had the best untraceable phones. The drug runners began to trust the people who worked there. FBI Assistant Special Agent Tim McNally was one of the men on the task force. We held ourselves out as being a service component of the drug business. We made it attractive for them to hang out, talk, converse, and that became a place to congregate. It took on an aura of a clubhouse type of place. Our clientele, probably six months into the operation, was comprised entirely of drug traffickers. I mean, this is just so elaborate, their plan here. It's just so fascinating to watch it unfold. Soon, major players in the drug world began to drop into the RA clubhouse. One of them was a Colombian national named Jesus Penalver, a man who handled regular shipments of cocaine, often worth as much as $50 million. Agent McNally is, re- is quoted here again. Jesus came to trust to undercover agents and cooperative parties working at RA Communications. He bragged that he had been involved in some violent incidents in Colombia, South America. He talked about his desire to flood the United States with cocaine. He freely discussed with us the movement of drugs from Colombia through the Bahamas and into the United States. Inside the clubhouse, Penalver felt safe enough to make drug deals using the company's phone. And soon, Penalver's drug buddies began to join him. It's just insane that they were so prepared with this elaborate sort of thing that stuff like this ended up just being able to just fall right into their lap. I mean, there's no way they planned for him to use the company phone. So they probably bugged it ahead of time and things like that. But it's one of those things they never—they probably never thought in a million years that they were going to be this comfortable in a communication store to make drug deals over the phone. Yeah. And speaking of phones, it's pretty crazy to see these old early '90s phones—you know, the brick phones, oh, yeah. cell phones, the the beepers. Like, who even has a beeper anymore? Besides like doctors, has- I think
0: doctors yeah. are still they're still uh useful, but uh yeah, it's a pretty antiquated technology. I remember those brick phones. We had one. Um it was like a Nokia or something like that. And I might have told this story already. Grandpa might have told this story on the <laughs> podcast already, but just bear with him cuz he's gonna tell it again. Um I remember Me and my dad sitting in the parking lot of a gas station trying to make a phone call on this thing. We're trying to call the house (laughs) to ask my mom if we needed milk. And we, neither one of us, you know, and I was Mr. Young, supposedly technology savvy. uh, Because, okay, normally you you hit talk like on the, uh, the old school wireless telephones. You'd hit the talk button and then you'd hear a dial tone and then you type in your number and then it would start to ring <clears throat> so with these brick you know these newfangled cell phone devices we didn't know that you had to type the number in and then hit talk so we were hitting the talk button and then we try to dial in the number and nothing would fucking happen. And it was like, <laughs> what the fuck is up with this piece of shit? It's not dialing the number because you'd hit the green little phone icon for talk and we wouldn't even hear a dial tone. We're like, where's the dial tone at? Oh, that's another. It's <laughs> another like, crazy thing to think about. There is no dial tones on uh, cell phones. Um, no. So, yeah, we we didn't hear the dial tone. and we We're like, this thing's broken. And it took us the longest time to figure out that you had to dial the number and then hit the talk button. That was a concept that was not explained to anybody. Nobody knew to do that like now you and know now it's
1: just second nature. you just dial the number, press the bit bu- the button, yeah, or it automatically dials it for you,
0: yeah, but back then that like it was like literally you you would laugh looking at two people in a car trying to figure it out like what a bunch of fucking idiots. But <laughs> not everybody has always known everything. There was a time where you had to learn these things that that we now take for granted as, like, typical, like, things. So, I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. those times. So, anyway, I digress. That was the old Brick So, funds.
1: it was not uncommon to see three different drug dealers doing business at the same time. One of those traffickers was cartel operative Julio Marco Cruz, a customer and purchaser who, in November of 1988, was preparing to receive a shipment in excess of 100 kilos of cocaine. The plan called for the large shipment to be delivered to the United States on a boat called the Tremolo. The FBI had just enough time to alert the Coast Guard. On November 19, 1988, when the Tremolo entered U.S. waters, the U.S. Coast Guard moved in. Under the Tremolo's floorboards, agents discovered over 800 pounds of cocaine. God damn! The street value was nearly $40 million. That's a lot of blow speaking of blow wh- why why is that a slang term for cocaine like do they, do they bl- what do they blow like if they, they snort it up their nose they don't blow it out their nose so i don't really see why it's considered to be that particular why it's that just <laughs> wondering why it uh who came up with that term blow equals cocaine. It just doesn't Because drugs blow, Mike. I, <laughs> just say no to drugs. This is crack. <laughs>
0: oh my god, the Pee Wee Herman <laughs> crack thing. That was <laughs> Why was he in character for that? Why did Pee Wee Herman need to say that? <laughs> Uh, If you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a commercial back in the 80s where Pee Wee Herman, he's sitting in this dark room and then like an interrogation light just shines on him and he's got like a vial with a crack rock in it and he's like, this is crack and it's deadly. It's not funny. And it's like, motherfucker, you're wearing your little tuxedo, your gray little getup with the little red fucking...
1: Uh, He's got the rouge on his cheeks. Yeah,
0: he's got (laughs) his makeup on. it's like why did he need to be in character for that like that makes no sense I guess kids would listen
1: I don't know like, be- because the people who made that PSA were on crack That's why. was there
0: ever is there has there ever been like a guy out there like fighting crime and fighting druggies like in the 80s or, or the 90s or whatever and like he's kicking people's asses he shows up to a party everyone's smoking crack and they he like grabs a guy by the shirt and, and the guy the drug dealer's is like hey man what's your problem what 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 you why do you think you you're so much better than everybody else because I saw a little commercial back in the 1980s and Pee Wee Herman told me crack kills so cut it out with the funny business <laughs> I mean did anybody go nah man nah I'm good on that crack rock yo Pee Wee Herman told me crack kills <laughs> But spanking your monkey in an adult movie theater is totally all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is another thing he did. But yeah, I, the whole blow term—you don't blow it. You don't blow cocaine. Like, you don't blow it with your lips. You're not like blowing it off the fucking counter. You snort it. So that's just stupid. Uh, well, it's a stupid slang I'm term. I'm looking it up. Doesn't
0: make any sense? Well, I'm looking it up, but I'm not getting any satisfactory answers on why does. Blow mean cocaine. I don't. Yeah, I'm not really finding anything in my two. Is it because
1: you 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 blow your money on it? Maybe. Yeah, that's probably Yeah, pretty it.
0: much. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I probably shouldn't say this. One of my family members, I won't say who, they said that uh, their favorite drug was cocaine, but they couldn't afford the habit.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next day, Cruz showed up at RA Communications with his bodyguards amazingly he seemed to know nothing but tremolo about the tremolo's capture jay the undercover agent and ra made a quick decision to keep his cover intact jay told cruz about the drug bust on the tremolo cruz is furious but he never suspected that the men who told him about the bust were in fact responsible for it he continued to use the same telephones he'd used before and the fbi continued to gather information and they even show you pictures of these guys because they we're taking pictures and and video of of these drug dealers making deals in in the clubhouse. And it it is so surreal. It was just like, yep, you got busted. (laughs) You don't know it. It appeared as if the RA sting might go indefinitely, but things got tense when Penalver began forcing himself on Sandy, the female undercover agent working there. The FBI feared that Sandy and their other agents might be at risk. Agent McNally is quoted here again. The agents that were involved in the undercover activity were exposed to the potential danger at any given time. We very closely reviewed and evaluated everything with the FBI headquarters and the other agencies that participated. We realized that we had accomplished a great deal and it was the appropriate time to bring the matters to a prosecutor phase. 18 months after they began the operation, the FBI brought charges against nearly 100 drug traffickers. RA Communications was shut down. For Tim McNally and the others, it was a huge success. We had a significant amount of arrests to undertake. We had a very detailed plan. Of the 93 people indicted throughout the United States, we we were able to apprehend 68 people. Julio Marco Cruz, the mastermind behind the Tremolo drug run, was sentenced to 17 years for drug trafficking. He has since been released. But his boss remains at large. So, he's since been released, and uh... Penalver uh slipped through getting arrested and he's completely vanished. Uh and I guess Cruz was later arrested but Penalver is still at large. There's an, still an active warrant out for his arrest. So it's still technically unsolved in some ways, but not really. I mean, it's not like they were trying to the the mystery is solved. They just haven't caught the uh mastermind. Behind everything, they haven't caught Jesus. The main guy
0: still at large. Yep. Well, you know a lot of these guys who who deal in these kind of dr- big time drug deals it's like I think they have contingency pl- contingency yeah. plans they i in my mind they all moved to fucking South America and they speak spanish so and they're they got family yeah. there and ties and they're
1: able to he's probably he was probably tied with a Median cartel anyway with uh with the um uh, main uh big drug dealers. Uh, kingpins uh, around that time in the 80s I could totally see that being the case probably so definitely he probably even had ties with Pablo Escobar
0: it, well they either had ties or they were like trying to kill each other to
1: take the other's business yeah yeah and crazy enough speaking of cocaine the reason why the median cartel became so powerful is because of an American who went in and was doing some work for the F- for the CIA, flying around, taking pictures of the plane, and 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 receiving packages and dropping them off and things like that. He got involved with drug trafficking, so he was responsible for spreading their uh, cocaine to the United States as well as uh, marijuana and things like that. So you have. Barry Seal to thank for uh, the Medellin cartel gaining power in the 80s, and he was using the government's money to do that. (laughs) Taxpayers' money to smuggle drugs. Uh, And there's uh, I I saw a movie that's loosely based on that story uh, called American Made with Tom Cruise recently, which I would recommend to people uh, who are listening to the podcast. It's It's a a fun, entertaining story of excess. Yeah, it's over the top, and it's not necessarily realistic, because Barry Seal looks nothing like Tom Cruise. The real Barry Seal. He's an overweight, schlubby-looking guy. So, um... He looks more like Tom Cruise looked in Tropic
0: Thunder than, uh... yeah. Yeah!
1: Yeah! Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know... Every time I see Tom Cr- Cruise or, uh, well, you don't really see John-, John Travolta anymore, but anytime I see Tom Cruise in a movie, I just think to myself, why did he, why is he still in that wacky little fucking religion yeah. known as Scientology that's like breaking down and people are defecting from it everywhere you look, you know, just totally spreading. I think
1: it's it's his ego and Scientology... The main people in Scientology, they massage his ego constantly. Bro,
0: I just got an idea. One of our, our future episodes is going to be about Scientology. It's going to be about that documentary, Going about Clear. About Going Clear? Yeah.
1: Sure. Yes. I, I, I had an idea about that anyway, so... Excellent. Let's... let's Excellent! Let's
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excellent! <laughs>
0: um... That was supposed to simulate a guitar solo, poorly. I
1: don't really have anything else to say about Jesus and these drug traffickers, except uh, the FBI did a bang up job with this sting. It's a very uh, elaborate and impressive sting operation. I love these kind
0: of drug oriented
1: episodes of Unsolved Mysteries
0: where they're looking for a drug lord. Um, they, They just always, the production's always really good, the story's really good you know, you're dealing with something like illicit drugs, so that's always interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I
1: always like these ones. I- and I think it was easier back then to have untraceable phone calls and stuff like that because nowadays you have cell phones and, and, and things like that. And back then you could just use a pay phone or you could have a cell phone that, I mean, technically I guess there are untraceable cell phones now, but it's, it's a lot harder than it was in the past. To kind of get away with that kind of thing. You
0: definitely, if you're trying to be a drug dealer now, you're definitely you're going to Walmart. You're buying the track phones that that you yeah. pay ten dollars for. You use it once, you throw it away, you get another one.
1: Why do those even exist? Because all they do is serve criminals. Well, no, if you think about
0: it, not poor people, man. Like my, like yeah,
1: yeah, but more criminals are using those than poor people. I don't know. I don't know if that's true I, I worked, used to work at CVS and a lot of a lot of people
0: would come in with those uh, track phones and they'd be looking for the track phone cards and, uh, oh, okay. and, and and you know were the poor people getting the phones so they could call a drug dealer most likely but <laughs> but that's besides my point Mike therefore for for poor people um, or, or people, or maybe people who just don't feel like paying a lot of money for a cell phone.
1: Yeah, you don't um, necessarily have to be poor, you could just be like, I don't want to pay that much money and I don't really use the phone that often, so that works out for me. I thought
0: about the potential listeners I could be alienating by dissing the uh, phones, so I, 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 threw that last statement in.
1: <laughs> good for you, Josh, good for you. It is good for me. It's <laughs> fucking great for me! So, so the next uh, segment is one that that uh, Josh picked, and it's about this this uh, guy named Randall Utterback, who will, who I like to call Randy Utterfuck. He is an utterfuck. a fuck. Randy because he's a Randy guy, and he's an utter fuck. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I guess he is a Randy guy to a certain extent. It's one way of putting it. Um, <clears throat> you know. This is another uh, This is another kind of theme we see in Unsolved Mysteries. I guess it's a theme you see in life, sadly. Uh, a woman ending up with a controlling douchefuck, low self-esteem, small penis-having boyfriend. Um, and this guy, Randy Utterback, is one of those people. Hey, Josh, how do you know he has a small penis? Well, it says here he's 5'8 and he's 148 pounds. This is a tiny little man in in every sense of the
1: word. Well, who knows? I mean, maybe most of his weight is is, is in between his legs. <laughs> well, I, I mean.
0: You know, you could be right. He could be one of those rare specimens who's just <laughs> got a swinging dick, you know, for all we know. But I doubt it, given the actions of this motherfucker. Yeah. Which I will tell you
1: about in three, two... No, I'm just joking. That would be weird if I did a <laughs> countdown. Um, It's already weird, Josh. We, we've 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 gone past weird at this point. And his girlfriend <laughs> Denise Williams uh for anybody wanting to
0: know uh she is a babe. Not a total yeah. not a total babe, but she is a babe. Uh one of those again 90s hotness. Is,
1: the actress who who uh, played her in the reenactment is hotter than she well, is. Well, that's but, usually uh, the
0: case. Um got to have that eye candy. She's, st-
1: she's still she's still cute. She's still
0: I still I, I still cold. I still can't get over how white trash Phil Collins ended up with the, the girl that he ended up with yeah, the, I can't either the freed on case that we did a few <laughs> episodes ago. The hell. Um yeah. but no, she's she's nineties hotness, you know, huge fucking glasses, uh the hair Teased up hair. Yeah, just you know, nineties outfit. Yeah. If this chick, you know, did different hairstyle, lost the glasses, in my opinion got some tattoos, total babe, but she's just a babe as of right now so the case details the deets we haven't offended anybody talking about the looks of the people on the show whatever i'm allowed to do that um in january of 1994 a small missouri town called mexico really mexico missouri. small missouri town <laughs> called mexico <laughs> Jesus, the the lack of originality in this country. I don't know if other countries have you this problem. You learn
1: something new every day. I know. There's sulfur. Was it sulfur, Louisiana, the other
0: day? Yeah. Now, now, Mexico, Missouri. Can we? Fi- can we just call some place Josh, Michigan? Might as well. <laughs> I mean, if we're this fast and loose with names here, um. Call, can we call it stuffed crust Tennessee? Is can there be a stuffed crust Tennessee? <laughs> I love that man. If well, I, there's
1: a weed California,
0: a weed California, mm-hmm. weed man.
1: Anyway, <laughs>
0: sorry that that little detail threw me off the story so much. This has got to drive. This has either got to drive people crazy or it's got to be endearing. I mean, it can't be anything else because <laughs> I yeah I don't know. In January of 1994, small Missouri town called Mexico, 19-year-old Denise Williams... Oh, thank God, a fucking name I can pronounce. Denise Williams was shot at and run off the road by her ex-boyfriend, 31-year-old Randall Utterback. Let's take a moment to acknowledge the creepiness of the age difference. Yeah, okay.
1: that's really, really creepy. Yeah. Um, He's a Randy Utterfuck. And,
0: and, and yeah, and yeah, okay. All right, my ex-girlfriend... Was younger than me by a significant amount. But we're not talking about me. We're talking about Randy Utterfuck. Um, <laughs> so 31-year-old Randall Utterback. You know, he's he's Utterfuck from here on out. Randall <laughs> Utterfuck. Um, they had met at a party a year and a half earlier. According to Denise, Randall seemed just dangerous enough to be exciting. Now, why,
1: why do women like that so much? Yeah, yeah, some women. Well, yeah, I don't know why some women like it like that. Is it uh, some women it must be a it must be a psychological thing.
0: I don't know. She goes, I met Randall a week before graduation. I just thought he was the cutest thing. He's just dangerous and the cutest of the button. Uh, he had been known around town for his motorcycles and he owned a mountain light at the time. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. This guy better have an American flag tattoo somewhere on his body at this point. And everyone had talked real highly of him. He was really outgoing. He would take me out to nice places and concerts. None of these things Mike do, by the way, with me. Anyway, moving on. Not angry. And then after two weeks of... <laughs> How can ra- I do any of that shit? I don't know, Mike. Think of a way. You know, surprise me. Add a some <laughs> spark to this relationship. So after oh. two weeks of Randall and me being together... It all changed. It was gradual. He started saying, don't wear makeup, don't wear hairspray, don't wear perfume, and it grew to, don't hang out with this person. You have to choose them or me. Okay, now the first advice he was giving her, he was just trying to D90-fy her. That (laughs) That wasn't him being controlling. He was saying... You know, don't wear all that crazy makeup. Don't wear the big-ass frame glasses. It, You know, this this isn't a good look for you. And, and I agree. No, I'm just joking. No, he was being a douchebag, but it would be funny if you could go back in time and be like, <laughs> don't tease your hair up. Dude, those huge fucking glasses that for some reason pl- proliferated the 80s and 90s, stop it with it. What are you, fucking welding well, something? Why do you need that much face protection? Well,
1: he's wearing glasses like that, too, so... Well that's why he's an that that, That's why he's another fuck. That would fuck. be the pot calling the kettle black right there. <laughs> or
0: as one of my exes would say the uh, cat calling the kettle black. She literally thought that's what how the statement went. <laughs> she goes, "Oh, that's the cat calling the kettle black." And I'm like, "There's no way you can be that stupid." That's hilarious. <laughs> but turns out Mike, yeah. in an update, she was that stupid. Um just calling just out all my fucking Robert exes Stack
1: just updating how dumb people are. Yeah.
0: Some basketball shit right there. Um, (laughs) Anyway, when Denise went away to college, she hoped the distance would improve the relationship. She said it did not. Quote, Randall was very controlling and manipulative. I'd have to call him if I was going down to the cafeteria, just in case he called and I wasn't there to accept his phone call. He'd think I'd be out with someone or other people or having friends doing something that I wasn't supposed to do. Okay, now that's that's really sad when a girl has to yeah. say that phrase or having friends or something that I wasn't supposed to do. Like, who... Like, who feels
1: like they... Like, I don't know. In their mind, like, what... It per- seems like she's easily manipulated. I, she has well,
0: to. Well, to say the fucking least, she's easily manipulated. But, like, what guy wants that level of power... In in their in their ladies this life. utter fuck yeah an utter fuck does yeah exactly a very specific in fact every controlling boyfriend we run into from here on out is is an utter fuck uh that Rick guy yep. we covered a long time ago utter fuck Rick utter fuck total utter fuck yeah <laughs> uh he was the biggest of the utter fucks because he killed the chick's whole family yeah if you guys want to know about that look up Rick Church from one of our earlier episodes. Uh, I actually put music in that one, my own music. I should start doing that more often. I don't know why I just did it the one time. That was kind of weird. According to Denise, her family was shocked when Utterfuck talked her into enrolling into a a community college closer to him. Quote, he had convinced me he was the only one there for me because he had gotten me so isolated from my family and friends, and I got to the point where I started to believe that.
1: Well, like, how do you allow that to happen? That's the thing that just blows my mind. I'm like, "What? How does somebody allow this to get the situation to get this out of control?" Is this a bad time to
0: say Mike that I would really appreciate it if you'd start going to Florida Community College of Jacksonville so you could be closer to me?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, it is. That's a that's a bit uh too too far uh and no. Your cat I'm, your I'm cat doesn't that. like that decision either, it sounds like. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think he's having a dream or something. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. He, he's he's having a nightmare about utter fuck. The the cat version. Yeah, I love animals. The the, the, fe, the feline the the feline fuck. I love it. Uh, that's that's... <laughs> I love animals. People I could care less
0: about, but I love animals. Um so several months passed after he had her believing that he was the only one and alienated her from her friends and family. Several months passed. The abusive pattern continued until Denise reached her breaking point. Quote, I would be called names. I'd be torn down. I wasn't allowed to have an opinion with Randall. When during an argument, Utterback became enraged and broke up with Denise. She said it came as a relief. Quote, I wanted to get away from him. I had
1: just had enough. And the reenactment is really well done here. The actor they, they cast to play Utterfuck is perfect casting. Well
0: yeah, it was, it really was. Because uh he wasn't just your typical redneck guy. This guy was more of a cerebral
1: hipstery douche. Yeah. So they cast that really well. And and he then the actor did a great job. Like you hated this guy. You wanted to jump through the screen and just beat his ass. So, Utterfuck was stunned when Denise
0: didn't come crawling back. Denise says he began to stalk her, waiting until she was alone and unprotected. Quote, Randall hit the back of my car and ran me off the road. And he told me that if I didn't take him back, something bad would happen to someone I love. He wanted me to marry him. I told Randall I wouldn't marry him. Utterfuck was arrested for felonious restraint and aggravated stalking. He was in jail for a week before posting Bond. A restraining order barred him from seeing or talking to Denise. By January 1994, Denise finally began to relax, but she had let her guard down too soon. Quoting Denise here, I was driving home from school and I saw this black car behind me. I didn't think it was him. I thought it was just some school kids driving home from school. The next thing I know, the car pulls up beside me and it was Randall. Again, he was monitoring me or motioning me to pull over while monitoring and motioning, if you think about it. Uh, yeah. And and, and, uh, and she wouldn't. I wouldn't pull over. I sped up. And as I sped up, he sped up. And he went beside me again. Utterfuck then fired at Denise and ran her car off the road. Now, when, you put, when you're bringing guns into the situation, I'm sorry. This person has completely lost their mind at this point. As she tried to run away, Utterfuck came after her. Denise tried to spray him with mace. In the struggle, Utterfuck bit her hand and dropped his gun. He then managed to drag Denise into his car and drove off with her. According to Denise, Utterfuck begged her to take him back. Um, He said if I wouldn't take him back, there was no need for him to live. And then he asked me to kill him. He asked me to stab him through the heart. Oh, what a little emo fuck oh (laughs) if you're not gonna take me back stab me through the heart because that's what you're doing (laughs) proverbially oh god i had already planned this in one of the many poems i wrote and i did at the slam poetry night at the uh at the dungeons and dragons get together
1: There's slam poetry at the DND yeah you know it's D&D anything's possible
0: in my world mike um yeah. a thing that uh, in the reenactment for this and a thing they don't really mention here when when she um dragged denise into the into his car she didn't get her fucking legs into the car so he's like yeah. speeding down the road and her legs are like dangling out like yeah. scraping against the ground and she's like "Randall, let me get my legs in at least and and I thought that was pretty scary because it was like... That was pretty scary. What the fuck, man? Like, human meat grinder there at the asphalt, you know? Like, there was another case I watched on Unsolved Mysteries recently where there was this fucking weirdo who, uh, this guy... Of course, he's a guy. Women don't do this kind of shit. Um, and, and he was, like, uh, getting people into his little pickup truck and, and uh, he was taking them... Uh, and he was, just like, I guess trying to rape them or something um and the one of the chicks uh he he tried to push because she was like you know protesting too much so he like pushed her out of his truck and the seatbelt was still on her and he like took off and like drove her drug drug her ass down the road <laughs> and uh she like you know it was, she got a broken like shoulder or something from but it was, damn. It was like, god damn dude seat belts don't always save lives people that's my point <laughs> don't always but still wear them (laughs) but still wear them (laughs) don't always wear your (laughs) seatbelt. i love that i love that how you chimed in there i was like seatbelts don't always save lives but in this very authoritative voice you go but still wear them (laughs) like if (laughs) like if there's ever a court case and we got like both indicted or something it's like oh i did definitely say but still wear them (laughs) like a public service (laughs) announcement so um So, you know, emo boy wants to be stabbed through the heart because he's a he's a he's an artist and a poet. Apparently, Um, Denise pleaded with utter fuck to stop the car. He finally pulled over and fled Denise's father and a sheriff's deputy, along with several other people, gathered around the car. A deputy immediately began to question Denise. He then drove her to the emergency room to have her checked out on the way. They spotted utter fuck in his car. And it was pretty crazy in the reenactment because they're at the stop sign and an utter fuck drives by and she goes, Oh my God, that's him, that's him. And he's like, Okay, calm down, you know. And then he like turns on his siren, is chasing after him. And it's like, Yeah, police t- taking care of business. For once, I can like be excited about the police doing good stuff <laughs> instead of doing shitty stuff. Um, now actually, Unsolved Mysteries, the police are definitely the heroes a lot of times in these cases.
1: The deputy, except for rare instances where they're. Seems like they're a part of a cover-up or the cop is a bad chief. Or you're just Gary Gitchell. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, if you're wondering what we're referring to by that reference, refer to our West Memphis 3 podcast. Uh, the deputy pulled him over and Utterfuck was placed under arrest. Randall Utterfuck was charged with stalking, felonious restraint, and armed criminal action. That sounds fun. Armed, cri- armed criminal action coming this fall. <laughs> That that almost sounds like a feature in an action figure. Now, with opposable thumbs and armed (laughs) criminal action. (laughs) Yes. He was imprisoned without bond. Several months later, while being transported to the hospital, he managed to escape. He's still on the loose, a fact that keeps Denise awake at night. As of today, quoting Denise, I'm still living in fear. I don't know when he'll come back, but I have a feeling he will. I don't go anywhere by myself. I'm just scared he's going to come back, and I won't be able to convince him a third time to let me go. Mike, do we have an update on this?
1: No. No? Uh, utter fuck is still on the run. Uh, there's speculation that his family is paying for him to remain in hiding. However, they have denied this and claimed that Randall has been wrongly accused.
0: Oh, of course. Of course they, they, they claim that. Because you know, the family was his, Randall's family was there every single time him and
1: Denise hung well, out. Well well he's an utter fuck and so is his parents apparently. Yeah I'm sorry. And- I mean I'm not gonna hold back here if you're going to side with this guy who why what would what would this girl have to gain? What would Denise have to gain by making this shit up? And the police were there. They saw that you know the police arrested him for this stuff multiple times.
0: Yeah, typically uh women want a uh, a good relationship and will, you know, eventually marry the person if things are going well. The fact that those things did not happen lead me to believe that perhaps this guy was a bit of a cunt. An
1: utter fuck if you will. Run right the c word. You know,
0: people say the c word, but honestly, cunt really doesn't carry the weight in the U.S. that it does in England. And I'm tired of people acting like getting like getting shocked and outraged by it here. It's like shut the fuck up. No one uses that word here. It's like it's like saying like wanker or something. You know, it's like it, it doesn't hold any. uh, It doesn't hold the weight that it does in the U.K. You twat. Yeah, it's not the same. You know,
1: you bloody twat. He's a bloody twat that sounds
0: so unnatural coming from you mike um all right (laughs) let's see here uh yeah so like uh, he's in hiding obviously if his parents believe that he he's been wrongfully accused that's code for they are helping his ass you know stay in hiding and and not
1: i don't know why parents do that shit to be honest like if you know that your your kid, your son or daughter is run afoul of the law, why would you just automatically do whatever you could to make sure that they could stay on the run? That makes no sense to me, because you are putting your own life in danger, I mean, in terms of your ability to live your life the way you want to in danger, because if you get caught with this, you're aiding and abetting, I think that might be the right word for it, yeah. or, or you're just you're hiding you you are possibly you were working with him and you're hiding him from the the police from the from law enforcement and that's against the law so I I don't get it maybe it's their only son but even then it's like for me personally love for my my uh blood it's like if it was my cousin or somebody or somebody in my family it only goes so far like if if the evidence ties up and things tie together that you did do this I ain't ain't helping you well all he has to do I'll
0: escort your ass to the police station (laughs) all he has to do is be like
1: mom
0: dad I didn't do that they're mischaracterizing me she's lying she's a bitch and you know the parents because their parents they're gonna be like all right little billy we believe you we're gonna help you in every way we can because every all right randy all right little rant randy dandy randy boy we're gonna we're gonna help <laughs> you hide and it's like it's just like the parents on every unsolved mysteries episode who's like my donnie would have never committed suicide and sometimes, you're right, they, they wouldn't have, and they didn't, they were murdered, but you know, other times, you didn't know your little Danny that well. Little Danny had some demons that he didn't feel like telling you about, and then he killed himself, which is never the right thing to do, but it does happen, I'm sorry to say. Um, so yeah, this guy was a complete uh, utter fuck, and... yeah. I hate these kind of guys, you know? What, what the fuck is their problem? You know, like, like y- did they have such little going on in their it's, lives. It's, it's a
1: psychological thing. It's definitely, it's probably something that they were born with. It's it's a psychological uh, problem. Some of the, their wiring is all messed up. Yeah, clearly. I mean,
0: now I'm like just thinking to myself, like if this guy played the guitar or something, you know, and he wrote songs. Well, obviously, he already wrote shitty slam poetry at his d and tournament.
1: The songs would be terrible. It would just be like, stab a knife in
0: my heart. <laughs> You're tearing me apart. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just like, my point is, if he had a fucking hobby, maybe he wouldn't feel the need to be so possessive of another human
1: Maybe human not. You know, sometimes you have people like this who have sociopathic tendencies and it doesn't really matter. And it sounds like he does definitely have sociopathic tendencies because he's so controlling. And he also doesn't know... the He doesn't know what's wrong to him is right. Because there's no such thing as a wrong thing to do. Because in his mind, it's it's the right thing to do.
0: Somebody commented on here going, I bet Denise killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else commented underneath saying, "You don't know that." With an exclamation point. <laughs> like, what?
1: what the fuck? You don't, don't know you that. Don't you talk shit about Denise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like clearly like I love I love old people on the internet. They do not understand sarcasm or memes.
1: Denise is a sweetheart.
0: Like, shut up. <laughs> How dare you. Dude, I remember I was on YouTube a long time ago talking about old people on the internet, and mm-hmm. I was watching a video of Leonard uh, uh on the old Grey Whistle Test, uh, which was a show in England where a lot of big bands played on. It was a really good show, and they were playing on there, mm-hmm. and I commented on the video, and I go, oh, I was in a band with uh, Billy Powell's son, Brandon Powell. Billy Powell's a piano player from Leonard Skinner, and uh, mm-hmm. Brandon lives Excuse here in me. Jacksonville, and I was in one of my first bands. I was in with uh, Brandon or whatever. And uh, I commented thinking, you know, the avid Skinner fan might find that interesting. But then this guy commented and he said, so what? And then I go, I go, wow. I was like, well, you don't got to. I go, wow, way to be a dick about it or something like that. And this guy got infuriated when I called him a dick. He was like, he's like, you son of a bitch. I'll find your ass and I'll kill you and all this other shit. And then, like, finally, this other guy chimed, and he's like, whoa, man, calm down with all that. And then he commented back, he goes, I'm sorry, I really am, but that man did not have to call me that. And 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 I'm just like, what is this, the wild wild? We're about to duel right now? Like, meet me at 5 o'clock sundown, we're going to duel. You know, like, geez, I just said you were being a dick for being so dismissive of this comment that I thought might be interesting to some people. Oh, just imagine that Wild West. You're a dick. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, uh, yeah, we're we're in the Wild West. At, uh,
1: I want to put a bullet in your back. <laughs> we're
0: at a, we're at a saloon or whatever. You son of a bitch. You know, I'm just talking to the bartender, and I'm like. Yeah, I used to be in a band with Billy Powell or Brandon Powell, Billy Powell's son, and then the guy across the bar goes, so what? And I go, wow, way to be a dick. (laughs) Would you just call me? I challenge you to a duel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, to um, draw. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Sorry if you hear any, like, coughing or sneezing into the mic,
1: or blowing my nose.
0: <laughs> I, I think I edited it all he, out.
1: He's just allergic to bullshit, that's what it is. Apparently. So, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say about Utterfuck, except fuck him. Yeah, he's an ass.
0: Alright, let's get to some, uh, well before we get to some news of the bizarre, um, you know, I feel that it's like a public service on this podcast, that uh, I tell you every now and then a little bit about your neighbors, you know the people who listen to to the podcast, just kind of as a way for like a community thing, so we all feel like we know one another just a little better. All right, so anyway, the uh, the young lady's name is Ashley Urbanek. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. There's only so many ways to pronounce that last name, and I think I got the right one. So let's tell let's tell you a little bit about Ashley. She's one of our generous Patreon donors. Uh, for $5 a month, you can get your name in one of our podcasts forever for posterity for as long as SoundCloud decides to keep funding the website and keeping the podcasts up, which could be a few days, a few months. So, really, it's a poor investment on your part. Um, no, we're just kidding. Even if SoundCloud does uh, go tits up, we're still going to find another podcast hosting site. So, uh, never you mind. We uh, Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries will be around in the foreseeable future any hosels uh so this is a true story she didn't want me to share it but i don't know why these people keep confiding in me um so detroit michigan it's pretty dystopian already i mean dystopian refers to like a future of like everything's gone to shit but i mean that's pretty much detroit right now for all intents and purposes um so she lives in Detroit and it's on the verge of total collapse due to financial ruin and high crime rate. Um, the mayor has signed a deal with uh, this corporation called Omni Consumer Products. It's giving complete control of the underfunded Detroit Police Department. In exchange, um, the OCP will will be allowed to Turn the rundown sections of Detroit into high-end utopia called Delta City. I, You guys haven't read about this in the news because they're trying to keep it under wraps, but she's, she's telling me this is kind of shit going on in Detroit right now. So OCP Senior Vice President Dick jo- uh, Dick Jones proposes assisting the police department with the uh, something called the ED-209 reinforcement droid. Uh, I know that sounds futuristic, guys, but 2017, the police department gets a lot of shit before we do, so... Anyway, uh, at first, however, the uh, the droid malfunctions uh, according to her, and it gruesomely uh, killed one of her employees. Um, Bob Morton, an, an ambitious employee, uses the opportunity to introduce his own experimental cyborg design um, and they haven't named it yet. Um, but anyway, it's like uh, like a robotic kind of like police enforcement thing, like a robotic uh, law enforcement agent. Uh, so
1: to jones looks like the future of law enforcement
0: yeah to jones's anger the company chairman aka the old man which is what he's apparently called approves morton's plan meanwhile police offer um ashley urbanik uh arrives at her new precinct following an ocp directed transfer where she is introduced to her partner uh ann lewis On their first patrol, they chase down a gang led by the ruthless criminal Clarence Boddicker, tailing them to an abandoned steel mill, killing two gang members. When she and Lewis get separated, uh, Urbanek is caught and repeatedly shot by Boddicker's gang just before Boddicker himself executes the helpless cop. And in some weird kind of Frankensteinian shit, um Ashley is uh is kind of adapted into this uh cybernetic body uh with her uh in every way except for the brain her brain and part of her digestive system um I'm sorry Ash I'm sorry I'm reading this I'm I'm sorry I'm telling this story but it's too I can't believe this is going on in Detroit right now so essentially now she, it, and it works. It The body hasn't rejected any of the machines or anything like that. So she's kind of this robotic law enforcement agent in Detroit right now enforcing crime. Now, if you want to go in and test the might of of this machine, I don't know if you call it a person, a machine, don't try it. Uh, because I've seen, uh, she sent me a video of, of her capability. She can bend the barrel of a gun. What's some other things that this robotic...
1: Because you saw the video too, like... (laughs) She can uh, punch through walls, she can uh, uh, break out a a gun called Auto-9, which is a a new uh, prototype gun that is more powerful than any handgun we know of today. That's crazy. Uh, She can see in heat, heat vision, thermal vision... Because there's a visor she's over built, the face. She, she she she's built like a tank. She she can withstand a lot of bullet and gunfire and and all kinds of uh withstand all kinds of damage. So
0: yeah, that that is one of your listeners, folks. That the future of law enforcement, essentially, that's one of your listeners, Ashley Urbanek. So uh glad she didn't die. She's still technically alive, though not completely human. Uh that is a completely true story. Um, if you would like, uh, a story of yours being told on the podcast, I mean, just remember folks, tell me a story that you don't mind being told for everyone to hear, you know, these people keep telling me these, these stories that, that Hey, don't tell anyone. And then I end up telling everyone anyway, you'd think people would learn by now, but uh, our $5 tier is, is how you get that story. That's completely true. Um, that happens. So anyway, let's move on to some news of the bazaar, shall we? Let's,
1: let's, uh, talk about some shit. Some shit. Talk so some well, shit. by
0: shit, you mean we're talking about like some stuff.
1: Well, yeah, yes, and uh no, because uh well we are talking about some stuff, but we actually well, are talking about what's shit. the headline at least? Woman ends Tinder date stuck in a window trying to grab her own poop.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have hit the bottom of the barrel of the podcast world.
1: <laughs> nah, we, we it's 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 you know we talked about bad crack and things like that and bad meth and Poli- all kinds police police reporting
0: bad uh, a woman reporting bad meth to police uh, poop school in South Korea yeah. yeah this is pretty much in keeping with what what our normal
1: so thought your first date was crap this Tinder hookup ended with a woman being pried off a window after she got stuck trying to grab her poop I love these poop. We can't, you know, crap, shit. Fecal matter. Feces. I just thought like, we can pry it off a window after she got stuck trying to grab her own shit. On Tuesday, Liam Smith launched a GoFundMe campaign to replace his $357 window. I love how he added the seven, three uh, $357. The
0: exact dollar fucking amount. I want every last penny. You should have had cents after in there, After
1: firefighters too. had to just, yeah. $357.23. cents. <laughs> after firefighters had to destroy it to save his feces-flinging Tinderella. <laughs> it all started when Smith took his date to Nando's, a Portuguese restaurant in Bristol, the UK. Afterward, he took her back to his apartment where they Netflixed and chilled. This, this, whoever is writing this is making me cringe because it's just somebody trying so hard to sound like a millennial. Yeah. Netflix and chilled. Tinderella!
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, See, it's this kind of shit here that would ruin a, an Unsolved Mysteries revamp, because I feel like they would try, not to this level, obviously, but <laughs> they would try to inject some kind of millennialisms into the show, and it would just kill it for me. Because, yes, I agree,
1: it is cringy to me as well, and I can't stand that shit. Anyway. But when his date got up and went to the bathroom, she returned in a panic. I went for a poo in your toilet, she told me. Smith wrote on his GoFundMe campaign site. But when the toilet wouldn't flush, she lost her head a little. I reached into the toilet bowl, wrapped it in tissue paper, and threw it out the window. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like. (laughs) Hey, you're a crazy bitch, but. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look at me. Seriously, like, was there something wrong with the toilet? It wouldn't flush. Okay. I feel like- Throw it in the I, trash. I feel like
0: after you read that comment, after that you read that last sentence, if, you would, if we had just stopped the podcast just now in silence, I think everyone would have understood.
1: So, unfortunately, her poop didn't make it out the window at all. Due to a design quirk, the bundle instead fell inside the wide gap between the window's two panes. <laughs> Ugh! What a shitty night. With the night already ruined, the pair went into the bathroom to try to solve the crappy problem. The windows opened from the top, so Smith's date, an amateur gymnast, got a boost from Smith, then went upside down into the gap from above, grasping her turd. So she did some fucking gymnastic shit to to grab some shit. Grab her shit. She literally got her shit together. <laughs> her number two rescue mission was a success. She handed the bundle back to Smith. Oh, God. Just imagine the, the, just the awkwardness. Dude, just,
0: this, ch- this chick better be oh either really shit. fucking hot or this guy is really fat and pathetic and cannot and is just happy that a vagina is in his house because
1: it Seems like there's a picture of this guy right here. I mean... He's uh got he's got a neck beard sort of thing going on. Long hair. Oh, I see the It's not too bad looking. Don't know what the girl looks like though.
0: The, this guy's looks like a fucking caveman. He looks like maybe he's not
1: maybe he doesn't have a problem <laughs> he, with poop and handling it. He he he, he looks like a uh like somebody in a band to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind with a lack of tattoos. Yeah, he kind of looks like my friend Daniel. Uh, Daniel
1: was your friend Daniel over in the UK.
0: (laughs) He is in Puerto Rico, unfortunately, after Hurricane Maria. But no,
1: yeah, I mean, it's a shitty situation over there, but not as bad as this. So, when she asked him to pull her back in, he couldn't. After trying for 15 minutes, Smith called the fire department. She was rescued after an additional 15 minutes, but firefighters had to destroy the window in the process. A rep for Avon Fire and Rescue Service, Avon Fire. I, I know it's probably, that's just the name of the town, but I, I'm just thinking of that door-to-door service. Yeah. We received a call at 2241. Fuck you and your military yeah, time. So <laughs> what,
0: what is that? 2241, that would be, uh, what, uh, 10,
1: 1041? I guess. Now, to one female trap between interior and exterior glass. Two crews were sent from the temple station, and she was rescued using hand tools. So far, Smith has received more than $1,000 on his GoFundMe page. He plans to donate the leftover amount to Good Causes, the local firefighter's charity and an organization that provides flushing toilets in developing countries. Despite the messy first date, Smith says they met up again. Oh my god. Are you that desperate for Snatch, man? We did go and meet a drink to discuss setting up the crowdfunder. She's a lovely girl. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm really busy with my dissertation at the moment, but I'd certainly be open to seeing her again.
0: Okay, like, I don't know how you guys do things in England. (laughs) Um, In the U.S. You, when you're in the bathroom and the door is locked or whatever, you are on your fucking own. And anything that happens in that bathroom that that is your job to deal with it and not talk about it like a dead body in your backyard you never mention that shit literally again if you have to take that in fucking i don't know if you have to like Smear it on the fucking wall and paint it over with the toothpaste and make it look like it's part of the the tile or something.
1: Oh, that's even Whatever worse. Whatever you gotta do,
0: man. You don't go out and go. I went for a poo in your toilet. <laughs> oh, I reached into the toilet bowl wrapped in a tissue paper and threw it out the window. What? <laughs> no. And we haven't even gotten into the consistencies <laughs> of this shit, and not not that I want to, but oh my god. oh my god and oh my god and then you think of
1: the fucking smell i just i can't man how do you go for a second date after that
0: you know what probably happened was this guy was just wanting to get laid
1: yeah he wants some snacks and then when that
0: weird shit situation happened in the window uh you know he
1: was like i can get laid you know and another thing that this brings
0: up fuck all these people that go to fucking kickstarter for any old
1: thing nowadays well it's a go whatever any of those
0: any of those fund me websites like that there is way too much
1: abuse the fucking potato salad bullshit where people just jokingly gave this guy money for potato salad and he made off with like thousands of dollars. Or like the
0: guy who's like, "I need my electric bill paid for this month," and he ended up with like like triple what the bill was. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, like these these people who jump on these fund me pages. I it's like, I guess it's a stupidity tax for people who are willing to pay it. But like, there are legitimate GoFundmes and Kickstarters out there for like good things and good causes. You know, like. Stop giving these fucking idiots money, you know. Like, stop doing ironic. Yeah, I know. God, that's all it is too. Is, uh, er, it's Ironic. <laughs> I'm gonna give my own money to this. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> that's fucking yeah. epic, bro. That's
1: potato salad. <laughs> 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 that's the funny shit. Whoop
0: a dub 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 or whatever. <laughs> I don't fucking.
1: <know. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the same people who are doing that yeah. shit. The same fucking guys that who were. Jumping on the counters at McDonald's. need and my going, Saskatchewan sauce. I, I, I need my Szechuan sauce. Where's my Szechuan sauce? I'm Pickle Rick, motherfucker. Oh, God. Woman of Dum
0: Dum. Oh, man. Kill yourself, please. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't need people like that in the gene pool. We don't. We
1: don't, and then there's people cheering. Pickle Rick, Pickle Rick, Pickle Rick. You know, Rick. my like,
0: opinion of Rick and Morty. I thought it's a, it was a pretty funny show when I first saw it a few years ago,
1: and I've seen. I can't get into that show. I've seen a couple episodes, maybe I haven't seen the right ones, but I was just like,
0: eh. I thought oh, it was, so it's
1: like back to the, it's like a weird demented version of back to the future it was, mix of Futurama. I thought
0: it was pretty funny. You know, I thought it was a pretty funny show. Okay, fine. Yeah. Pretty funny show. But like anything else, when people, when everyone starts getting into it and and in the dummies, like the people who are jumping on the counter in the McDonald's screaming for the sauce, when people like that start getting into it i'm out i'm done they ruin yeah they ruin it they They really do yeah they
1: ruin it i don't even want to give the show i'll wait till this shit dies down to give the show more of a shot because i just don't want to deal with that i don't want to be associated with that even indirectly that's how i am with bands too like when
0: when fangirls start like you know fanboys get all you know their tits been out of shape for like certain bands Uh, Here I am saying bands like anyone even listens to bands anymore like that's just not even popular it's all like hip hop and EDM but I mean
1: with Rick and Morty like what the whole the stuff that takes off like the, the 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 clips I've seen of like Teddy or whatever the the Freddy knockoff is kind of funny so I can see why that might have taken off but the pickle Rick thing I don't what is so fucking funny about that. Is it because you're high as fucking balls when you watch the show? That's the only. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me, for where you have he's a pickle and his name is Rick. Ha ha ha! That's the funniest shit I've ever seen.
0: Like, it's I, I don't. I, I don't know. It's like it reminds me almost like the He-Man,
1: you know, uh, thing. Or no, this is just lazy fucking humor that's not fucking funny at all. I'm sorry. He's a pickle. He's a, his name is Rick and he's a pickle. And then repeat the joke. Over and over again, and then they make a meme out of it. All right, we like, there
0: are there are seriously people right now who have no idea what we're talking about. So let's uh, let's move on to our next. Let's talk about some more shit. So this next article is um, titled "He Wants to Protest the Far Right Rally in San Francisco Without Being There, So He's Asking Dogs to Do Their Worst." <laughs> Tuffy Tuffington was wrestling last week with how to. <laughs>
1: Is that is that actually his name?
0: <laughs> I guess. Uh Are you fucking kidding me? I dude, there's too much here. There's you, too
1: You gotta be fucking kidding. Tuffy Tuffington. Well my whole that's like my whole thing is if, if North Korea did
0: bomb like the United States and wiped us all out except for a few, would that be that bad of a thing in the sense if we could start again a new better? Less ironic, less cringeworthy society.
1: Tuffy Tuffington sounds like a fucking name of some uh, children's TV show character.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like either that or like the name of a pedophile.
1: Uh. <laughs> like Gary Glitter. Yeah. yeah.
0: Tuffy Tuffington was wrestling last week with how to civilly protest the upcoming conservative Patriot Prayer rally in San Francisco when his two dogs began doing their business in Golden Gate Park. I hate
1: it when people, like, they can't say their dog's taking a crap, or their dog's pooing, or their dog's shitting. It's, they're doing their business.
0: In this week's a- edition of News of the Bazaar, Mike and Josh get pissed off at every bit of writing in these articles, <laughs> along with the articles themselves. Uh, quoting him here, Tuffy, Mick <laughs> Mc- oh. Kill Yourselfington, <laughs> said uh i suddenly had this image in my head of a bunch of alt right protesters marching oh, through God. a field of poop oh. Oh.
1: Oh.
0: suddenly had an image in his head of a bunch of alt right protesters marching through a field of poop tuffington a 45 year old virgin i mean graphic designer <laughs> told you, uh, you the the times uh that's when Operation Doggy Droppings was born. Oh, my God. This is... Come insane. on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I know you guys, like, met up at the Whole Foods to, like, oh, discuss swear, this plan. Oh, I Eileen. You know, uh, he went home and created a Facebook event inviting 15 of his friends to walk their dogs it's in. A fucking Facebook
1: event, too. Yeah,
0: to walk their dogs in Chrissy Field on Friday afternoon or Saturday morning and leave their pets' waste behind. That way, he said, they could protest the rally without being there, eliminating the what? risk of physical confrontations. Oh my God. These are the exact. This is the. Before I read that statement of the risk of physical confrontations, I knew these gu- this guy was a pussy.
1: They were me- he's a fucking social justice warrior probably. He's a fucking SJW. Well,
0: there, well, he's. He, I'm trying to avoid stereotypes here because uh, let me just no, but, let me just go yeah, out but- and say. I am a very liberal person. Way mo- How is he not? Way more liberal than I am conservative. I did not vote for Donald Trump. I'm not even going to get into politics, but I did not vote for Donald Trump. I don't care for Donald Trump as a president. Uh, but with all that being said, these uh, people are on the exact other side of the spectrum of liberal. And I can't stand these people either.
1: I can't either no um they're a big reason why there was a blowback there's a there there in my opinion the way that they've reacted to, to all this stuff uh the way that they've been empowered in some ways by obama's uh administration and i'm not saying that's a bad thing it just means that the the, the moves that he made have empowered people like this and it's just it it caused a blowback the people who voted for Trump were sick and tired of this this uh, super liberal uh, mindset and the, these crazy people like this, and they they saw in Trump uh, a way to fight back. It, I and guess that, it's like whenever like why they voted for him,
0: Johnny Redneck Fuck uh, Gary Gitchell in, in 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 Arkansas. Whenever he thinks of a liberal you know Prius driving anyways yeah like like sissy whole foods whatever shop in person he's thinking of this guy Tuffy Tuffington who has a name like Tuffy Tuffington yet he's afraid of physical confrontations so he's going to passively aggressively leave dog droppings Which, again, is just as bad as the ignorant-ass, dumb-fuck, rebel-flag-waving redneck of the South. In my opinion, they're both insufferable people. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the article goes on. Later that evening, he logged back onto the site to find that he had accidentally made the event public. By then, he said 500 people had expressed interest. Quote, obviously, it resonated with a lot of people as a valid form of civil disobedience, he said. Others criticize the campaign. Chrissy field, Chrissy field Dog Group, a nonprofit whose volunteers refill the waste bag dispensers at the park, said in a statement that it does not support leaving dog poop on the field as a form of protest. The group quote has a long history of being a good canine citizens, um, as we have wait the has a long history of being a good canine citizen as we have cleaned up huh? dog waste at Chrissy Field for over 15 years. It said geez aspirations um that doesn't
1: make any sense a good canine citizen long history of being Are, are they dogs yeah are they
0: dogs the group has a history of being a good canine citizen okay that would be awesome but i know it's not true um quote while we respect everyone's choice for their freedom of expression there are many other constructive ways to protest as of Thursday evening, more than 900 Facebook users indicated they were attending, while more than 5,000 expressed interest. It's been kind of surreal, Tuffington said. Uh, every time I say that name, I want to punch him <laughs> in his fucking ironic sh- fucking facial hair configuration that I'm sure he has. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I have this mustache and I wax the tips of it. it you no, know, not because I think it looks good; it looks ridiculous, but it's ironic, you know. So it's it's cool, get it, huh? Because no one does this anymore, and it's like fucking hipster. <laughs> um, adding that his inbox has garnered messages of both support and anger. And mine would be in the anger field if, if my message was sent to him. "Quote: It continues to grow every day." Saturday's pro-Trump rally is being organized by blogger Joey Gibson who says he condemns white supremacists. But white nationalists have attended and spoken at past rallies. Well, if-
1: why are you even letting them attend or, or speak? Well, I guess because it's, it's free speech and in the law and everything. But it's like... Uh, you, you Guys, I'm just going to tell you right now, there's no way... You're in a no-win si- situation with that kind of thing. Unrelated to what we're talking about right now, there's no way I
0: can edit out every time I blow my nose in this podcast. There's just too many times <laughs> and it's happened too randomly.
1: There's just too much bullshit.
0: A a group of Democratic state lawmakers called unsuccessfully for the National Park Service to uh, rescind a permit issued for the event, citing ongoing concerns that will affect people who will engage in violence. The gathering comes after violent clashes broke out at a white supremacist um, or white nationalist, but really they're one and the same, uh, rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, where one woman was killed, blah, blah, we all know that story. On Saturday, police plan to keep the two sides apart, while, with officers separating rally goers and counter. Blah 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 blah. So mainly, this this was about. Uh, Tuffington said he plans to clean up the droppings as well as any water bottle or trash left behind after the protesters go home in time for runners in a half marathon to race through the park Sunday morning. Yeah,
1: what about the people who stepped in it already? I mean, like you can clean them off their shoes. Well, shoe. that's though. Like, that's the
0: whole point. They're all they're all right protesters. So he or. Or they're all right supporters, alt right supporters, so that he wants them to get shit on their on their feet. That's the point. But to say that you're gonna clean up all the shit after all these people march in the park and there's dog turds everywhere, you're not gonna clean that up. You know how much shit that is. You know how much a, a dogs can shit. Even medium sized dogs. Good lord. I mean, you get the you get the fucking great Danes out there and the mastiffs. You're talking about gorilla sized shit there it's got weight to it, it's got girth anyway <laughs> um yeah but this really is uh what a shitty podcast yeah n- <laughs> in every sense of the word <laughs> this really is like both sides in this article both sides of the political spectrum that i can't stand you have the far far cr- hippie ass non-confrontational left uh, wanting to dog shit all in a park, and then you have the alt right national, you know, white supremacist fucks who uh, who need to, uh, to 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 die quickly of natural causes. I don't know. Maybe I'm being as just as non confrontational right now. Yeah. as The poo guy.
1: Yeah. I, I'm 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 not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah. And Mike's my lips are Mike's <laughs> being the
0: only smart one here by just not saying anything at all. Because you can't be accused of saying something that you didn't say. Um,
1: yeah, no. So instead of ending the podcast on a shitty note, uh, I wanted to read one of my poems. Oh, yeah. I know there's been a couple week. people who have asked about it. So um, this is one I wrote uh, inspired by Batman 1989. Well, why don't you tell people what the,
0: where these poems come from, why we're even talking about poems right now. If they did, if-
1: Well, these are poems I wrote for uh, my... <laughs> creative writing class at uh, WC Vancouver. Okay, So, um, this one was just kind of a bonus one I did. Just, just one night I just thought of it and just decided to write it down. It's called Balloons. The clown grins with disturbed delight. Gotham is going to be wild tonight. A signal shines luminously through the somber sky. The guardian spreads his wings out into the night. Balloons filled with blight and smiling gas streaming and choking wings soaring and screaming wires clipped balloons reeling the clown is steaming he stole my balloons that's it
0: okay it's
1: a sh- it's a short poem that's uh and in- that's inspired by the cl- the climactic balloon uh sequence at-, at the end of Batman 1989 yeah 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 that was, that was good man I liked it Good job. I wish it was a little bit longer. You know what else I could put? I mean, I could spend a little bit more time on it, but I thought it was short but sweet. And I have some other ones as well, but some are personal I kind of don't want to talk about. But there's other ones I might share. Better.
0: Er, they're personal. I don't want to talk about it. Er. Is, is that bullying? Is that is that getting you to want to talk about it now? No? oh well then, awkward. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, hmm, something to save me from this awkward. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, haven't heard the skeptic blow the skeptic. Yeah. blow the skeptic whistle on yourself today. Bro. You know what
0: I would love to do as merch? I would love to get um, Thomas Hatfield's lovely artwork uh, of our logo, the UMM logo that you see on our the thumbnail for the uh, podcast. I'd love to get that um uh custom like what are those kazoos i don't know what that thing is called that i blow through uh the skeptic whistle i would love to get custom uncovering unexplained mystery skeptic whistles that you can order okay that that's 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 clever yeah that's nice i'd love to do that i need to look into like how expensive that would be um start selling them i think that'd be really fun um Alright, I think that's the end of the podcast. How long? Uh, 148? Alright, that's about normal and some edits and shit. It'll probably come in at the normal time. Um, so, anyway, you can find us online at youtube.com slash OCP Communications for Mike. OCP Communications? That's the same as Ashley Urban X thing in uh, <laughs> Detroit. Huh. It's weird. I guess I'll think about that later as I'm sitting on the toilet. Um... <laughs> My, if you want to catch my content, I am youtubecom ghosts. I just released a music video, an official music video for my song "A Glorious Night." Um, I I do have my album for sale. I write music, people. My own original music, and I go under the moniker Dancing with Ghosts. It's kind of like Trent Reznor, you know, with Nine Inch Nails, and but everybody knows it's just Trent that writes everything. It's kind of how it is with me, Dancing with Ghosts, and but it's me uh, who writes everything um thank you to everyone who's ordered the album still orders it every now and then little orders will trickle in um and i also do videos on like entertainment and games and uh all kinds of stuff taste tests. i just reformatted my youtube channel uh mike you should go check it out and tell me what you think i added like a little logo at the bottom of every single video oh, okay. which took me forever um and i just reorganized it to where it just makes more sense because uh yeah, yeah. Anyway, i won't bore you with those details but uh Anyway, for me and Mike, that's all we got for this week. Uh, We hope everybody's doing good. We love you, kiss you, miss you, and we'll see you next week. See ya. What's up, guys? The new Dancing with Ghosts album that I have been working on is out now. You can buy it on iTunes or Bandcamp.com or anywhere else online where music is sold. Uh, if you go on Bandcamp, you can get a CD, a compact disc. Isn't that old school and retro of me? Remember those? Uh, or you could just message me on Facebook and say, hey, I want a copy of your CD, and I will mail it out to you. But uh, yeah, it's out now, and it is it is finished, and it's... Uh Some good stuff. So, uh, if you want to go out and check that out, then, uh, like I said, search iTunes anywhere else. uh, Music is sold online or go to bandcamp.com and search Dancing with Ghosts. Thank you.
1: Maybe you need to get some allergy meds.
0: Well, I, I've i cleaned and vacuumed and dusted everything in my room. Uh, Have you taken
1: any meds? Sometimes it might not be what yes, you think. my allergy be... medications
0: don't do jack-fucking-shit for me, ever. they never wow. in my whole life. They've never done a goddamn... I've spent so much money Well, I've like...
1: heard that there's something... There's a form of allergies that isn't your typical allergy that You have to use something like flonase or something like that. You have to shoot something straight into your nose. I hate
0: flonase because what happens is you shoot it up your nose and all it does is just run down the back of your throat. Like, yeah, it's I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I
1: I don't like flonase either. So you're you're definitely not alone on that.
0: I don't see how people snort cocaine, honestly, because like I can't (laughs) I can't stand anything going up my nose except air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all this out of the way. <laughs> I just don't understand how the body can make so much fucking snot. Yeah, and it's not like green or nasty. It's just clear. It's just it's 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 yeah. just water basically.
1: It's it's some kind of allergy or something like that, or something. the The weather changed or something, and then that just messes your sinuses up or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean the biggest thing that's annoying me right now is. <laughs> My whole sleep schedule being so completely yeah. fucked up. I it mean, sounds
1: like a cold because that's really what it's cold season. No, it's not a cold. I'm, tellin', no. I'm
0: telling you, I just woke up like an hour ago, and this happens to me every time I wake up. I, I'm sneezing and
1: just you know. oh, every time you wake up, huh?
0: Yeah, it's, maybe it's something I, in your bed. I think I I think that it's these uh, blackout curtains.
1: I know it sounds could be sounds kind of crazy, but. Why don't you try taking them down?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've ruled everything else out. I've washed my fuck. I bought new pillows, because that was one thing I was reading, was old pillows will make you... Th- that'll that happen. Um, yeah. You know, I- I've I washed my sheets. I've dusted. It's It's got... It's not the carpet, because, mm-hmm. you know, this doesn't happen in the rest of the rooms of my house. I think it's the blackout shades. So it's right by my head, right by the bed, mm-hmm. and uh might be-, be the material or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Thank God this isn't making it on the uh nor- <laughs> normal podcast because this is not
1: Well you might have to explain because you sound visibly stuffed up, so you know some people might be like What's wrong with Josh? Is he okay? Does he have the sniffles? Does he have a cold? <sighs> Does he have AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that extreme, but uh... Yeah, no. I was this thinking just... I'll do I'll do the I'll go first with Jesus Florentino Penalver. Jesus. Penalver. Jesus. Don't fuck with the Jesus. Uh, there's your Australian accent, again. guess. We
0: are not... Wait, wait. Hey, mate. We are not above poop.
1: That was actually better. What? I don't know. That didn't sound like Kennedy that time. Wow!
0: When I put my mind to it, I can do anything.
1: (laughs) All right. Did you like the usefulness? (laughs) Sixty. Yeah. The innocence
0: in my voice. Did that?
1: Jesus loves me. No, (laughs) no, no. Anything but that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do an Uh, edit there then. Yeah, please. Uh, (laughs) Let me see. It's uh, twenty-six. Representative.
1: Uh what representatives? Okay there we Yeah.
0: Go. Come on, dude. I thought
1: you were going to college. <laughs> okay. The cartels, the leaders of the cartels, the member of the cartels in the South America and the representative fuck. God damn it, that fucking word. Why is that word fucking me over so many times? Representative representatives. representatives okay the cartels the leaders of the cartels and the member of the cartels in south america and the representatives fuck this word (laughs) i'm getting
0: mike hooked on fucking phonics for christmas (laughs) i know that much
1: the cartels the leaders of the cartels the member of the cartels in south america and the representatives Oh Fuck wow you, you
0: you know what you want to just say A rep- representative's clean And I can edit it into the fucking thing <laughs> <Representatives>. <laughs> The cartel The cartels and the Representatives of the gangs
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man The cartels the leaders of the cartels The member of the cartels in South America And the representatives God that damn fucking word Why can't rep- Representative <laughs> You said it wrong there, too, that first time. No, I
0: didn't. Representative. I know, because I, I was mocking you. That's why I said it wrong.
1: Yeah, representatives.
0: Representatives.
1: <laughs> representatives.
0: And I'm going to butcher her last name, so let me pull it up here so I don't completely mess it up. It comes from somebody named... I know her first name, but not her last name. Where the hell do I find it? Damn, Patreon, you could be a little bit more fucking customer user friendly to show me the damn. Ugh. This is probably gonna have to be an edit, I'm assuming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god. We didn't have to do much editing in the past couple episodes. None, so none at all. Is... But this one's different. Dude. Alright, I know she's on Facebook. Damn word representative. She's got a she's <laughs> got a weird last name. Wow, I said it finally. Representative.
0: <laughs> you sound like you struggled a little bit even then. Yeah.
1: Urbanek. Well earlier I nailed it, but then I fucked up oh, again. Yeah. I could, as to say, all the other like complicated fucking words easily. For some reason, that one, that happens though. Every everyone has that like one word or, or a few words where it you just struggle with it. Yeah, and, yeah. My, and there are other people who are just really easy. Yeah, whatever
0: you got to tell yourself, man, to sleep at night. You know, come on. Man. <laughs> Mike you're talking to someone Who's never made a mistake on the podcast <laughs> You're talking to yeah, <laughs> fucking You're right. talking to someone who is <laughs> yeah, Flawless yeah, track yeah. record So yeah, yeah, Flawless Yeah. I mean I don't know what you want from me You know, Mr.
1: One Take Perfect One
0: Take Jake Mr. is what they call me
1: M- M- Mr. Perfect over here
0: <laughs> Alright let's go back into this Wait I shouldn't have marked that edit time Ugh, Cunt <laughs> cunt 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 cunt. Well I can't this always be easy. Uh one fourteen thirty thirty. One fourteen thirty. Apparently Brendan Fraser is just like falling the fuck off lately. Yep.
1: Yeah he has. Doesn't help that his uh wife basically fucked him over and took pretty much everything.
0: Um uh, alright. Uh, but just before we get back into it, who do you think's doing worse now? Brandon Fraser
1: or Val Kilmer? Uh Well, Val Kilmer has been having cancer scares lately in terms of his health, so that's not good. Brendan Fraser at least has that. His health. Yeah. That's rough. (laughs) (laughs) I would say Brendan, because it's not like Val... Val has done his fair share to get where he's at. It seems like Brendan... It never really appeared to me that he was an asshole or anything, or he was an egocentric prick. It was just chose the wrong projects and they bombed and then nobody wanted to give him a chance anymore. I mean after Monkey Bone, and, good lord. Yeah, but he still had stuff after that and it, it just seemed like for revenge and things like that 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 was that was What it. about
0: that movie where um, he the 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 temptress and the apple and the he was tempted by some woman? What? It's like this woman was like a I don't know, Mike. <laughs> help! <laughs> I, I don't know movies. I can't. I
1: can't. I can't help you help me. with that. With that kind of vague,
0: it's IMDb shit. M- mentally, a human IMDb over here. Tell me what movie I'm talking about. It's like <laughs> I can't do that
1: with that but, shit. I mean, like, was a... it called Bedazzled? Bewitched? Oh yeah, yeah. She's not a witch. She's uh, the devil. Okay, I like that one. That was good. Oh, okay, I didn't know if that was a good one or not. That was funny. One where he he uh, he he wishes he was rich and powerful when he wakes up as a Colombian drug lord. Oh wow! Do you own that one on DVD? Yeah. Oh my God,
0: Mike! You have too many DVDs. Uh,
1: <laughs> nah, not enough, right? Uh, getting there, but th- there's always room for more. <laughs> God damn! You have a problem? Uh, no, nah, I d- no, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't buy every single d- DVD. There are certain films I'm like, I don't need, I don't want, because they're not very good. All right, let's get back and into I, this. I'm not interested in them. All right. All right.